You're listening to Weekend Joe, driven by Munganat St. Louis Acura here on ClabesOnline.com. The fun and games start after this. Munganass St. Louis Acura would like to upgrade your current BEV experience. The new ZDX offers the performance that you expect from Acura, but upgrades your ownership experience with our award-winning team. Whether you're looking for a more convenient charging solution or an upgrade to a new vehicle, come in today and make a reservation for the all-electric ZDX coming soon. Munganass St. Louis Acura, better than ever for you. The weekend just got more entertaining. It's Weekend Joe on Claves Online, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. Hear from some of the big names in St. Louis and national sports every weekend. And now, here's Joe Roderick and me, I'm Andy Hanselman. And welcome on into another edition of Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Burkhart Alton Toyota, here on ClavesOnline.com. I'm Joe Roderick, joined alongside by Andy Hanselman. Andy, hello. Joseph, hello. Happy weekend. You sound nice and clear tonight. Oh, wow. I know you got I know you got all the new features, all the new mics and uh, everything else. It looks like you're adding more and more stuff to your basement studios. Maybe that's just making your voice sound that much more buttery. Maybe it is. Uh, these new mics are really nice, though. I, I need to come over uh, next uh, next two weeks. I'll try to plan to come over and do the show from the uh, from the all studios. Right. You got the whole basement under construction right now, though. Not the whole basement. So as you people who have who don't know, uh, the house was built around 1990, and they just built small stairwells back then. And it's difficult to get things down. And they they walled it in all the way down to the basement. Well, I had a guy come over today, and we cut out a, we cut out the wall up about five steps, mm-hmm. and that will allow us to have a couch in the garage that I need to get down here. And so that will be happening tomorrow, and then we're going to trim it out with some uh, some fine, uh, some finely crafted woodwork, Joe from uh, MPM Industries. Nice. So, yeah. are you going to ask the construction workers to carry the couch down for you? Like, hey, I know you guys just knocked out a bunch of drywall, did all this stuff. I got a couch here. How about you guys give me a hand? They're going to help me. He offered already. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's <laughs> that, a, makes, that makes that a less awkward ask. Yeah, it's a guy that does work for me. It's not just some stranger. It's a guy. Oh, that okay. I, yeah, it's a it's a he's a te, he's a ten ninety nine MPM employee. Gotcha. So it's not somebody just lured down to your basement and then asked to do more chores. Do you want to come on down to the basement and get some popsicles? <laughs> Check out the bathroom that Joe Roderick rated as not top five in the uh, Madison County, Southern Madison County area. Very upset. Very yeah, upset. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? I more more visits uh, will help with that power ranking. Yep, I need. I don't know if I need like better reading material in there or any at all. Um, I, I did throw. You know we, we just we discussed the possible addition of a squatty potty. Yes, the squatty potty. Yeah, we could we could yeah. do that. We could do that. Isn't there a game? Like, isn't there like? Can't you get like a putting green in there so you could putt while while you sit on the the, the john? The, the putting green is in the is in the room adjoining the bathroom. I know, but there's one that you can use while you sit there too. Yes, there there is. There's that too. Check Amazon. I bet you could find it. 
I'm sure there is. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, we'll it's, get there. It's, just, it's, it's a it's a thing. It's it's to, really out. It's it's for real. It's out there. So I need to I need to finish the trim work in there too, Joe. So yeah. That'll yeah, make it you nice. Can, like you uh you, you left a mess last time you uh went to the bathroom. I had to clean the toilet. I did not. Yep, you did. Stop it. I've never pooped in there, so it had to have been. <laughs> Jeez. Uh. Well, talking about bowl games, Andy, we have a guest on the program uh, tonight as, uh, yeah, you uh, you actually did the interview. I did. So last week during uh, Crack Slippers, we brought up the uh, the irrelevant bowl. Yes. And it was, gonna, it was, gonna, it was a, a bowl game that features the two worst teams in the BCS. Mm-hmm. And this uh, and this year it would have been Vanderbilt and uh, somebody else. I forgot who it was. Like the University of Austin or something? Yeah, it was, yeah, t- yeah, really two bad teams. Austin, I think Austin, Massachusetts, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think that was it, but yeah, go, go on. So we talked to the promoter, Hall of Fame promoter, Joe. Okay. Where is that? Where is the promoter Hall of Fame located? I don't know. I didn't okay. ask him. And I gotcha. also didn't ask him which Hall of Fame he was a member of. Oh, I thought there was just like a Hall of Fame for that. No, nah, I know. He was, he's a Hall gotcha. of Fame promoter. Uh, really, really neat guy. Uh, his name is Roy Engelbrecht, and he is the uh, he's the founder and promoter of the uh, of the uh, irrelevant bowl. You can hear that okay. interview here a little bit later on on weekend show. Yeah, we will uh, we will have that on um, coming up in just a uh, just a bit. As he, um, it looks like IWBHF um, is uh, is what he was uh, inducted into the um, into the IWBHF Hall of Fame. Is that the, the international boxing? I would guess it has to do with boxing, right? Does Roy have a uh, Wikipedia page? I'm not seeing Wikipedia. I'm on the IWBHF.com right now and seeing his induct, uh, news of him being inducted into there. Uh, Joe, there is, uh, it says here on IMDb that Roy Unglebrecht is known for Death Toilet 5, Invasion of the Potty Snatchers. That's not true. Stop it. Amity, Amityville Death Toilet and Celebrity Boxing 2002. Let's see if this is the same Roy. You're making this up. I am not. I just Googled Roy Engelbrecht Wikipedia. And uh, yeah, that's what uh, he's been. He was an actor called Mayor Dump. I don't think that's. I'm calling bull. I'm calling BS on that. I, Joe, I mean, I'm looking at it right here. I don't know if it's the same guy or not. Well, you guys had a good uh, you guys had a good chat. We will hear that coming up later on in the uh, in the program uh, tonight. We also have, uh, by the way, speaking of Hall of Fames, speaking of Hall of Fames, Andy, I'm glad you brought this up. I don't know if you saw this last week. The Bulls, the Chicago Bulls, had their inaugural Ring of Honor. They they had their first ever Ring of Honor for the Bulls. So, I thought. The point of a ring of honor, Joe, mm-hmm. was for football teams because they can't really retire numbers because they need certain numbers for certain position players. I don't think it's so I don't think it's that. I don't think that's the reason. Maybe that was the reason, but I think also maybe teams see the allure of like, oh, we could put their names all around the stadium. A ring around the stadium, around there, like we could do that. And then Mal basketball teams are saying, "Oh, yeah, we could do that. Like we could do that. Yeah, sure, we could put all these names around the around the the arena, and it could be their Ring of Honor." Because 
you know, I mean, even basketball teams, like technically, I mean, remember back, back in the day, Andy, I mean, you didn't have anybody that was, you know, it was all numbers one through five, you know, it was one through five, one through 10 through 15, 20 through 25. Like there were no number, there was no number 27 on the court back in the days of Jordan, you know? Right. And then numbers got retired and then people just kind of like, ah, screw it. Everybody could be whatever number you want to be. And I, you know, they, they have this ring of honor. They're, they're wanting to honor all of these, all of these players. So that was going to be the, the bulls ring of honor, 13 ring of honor inductees names that you would names that you would know. Um, Phil Jackson, Bob Love, Jerry Sloan, Tex Winter, uh, Tony Kukoc on that. Love that Tony Kukoc was on that list. Uh, obviously, Jordan Pippen, Rodman, the entire 97-98 team. No, 95-96 team. The team that went 72-10. and 10. Uh-huh. And general manager, Jerry Krause. If you Ooh. remember... The Last Dance. I, I do. Jerry Krause was just shit on the entire time. The entire time. Was just absolutely just torn apart in in this show, in and, this movie. And, the, and he, the bad part is that the guy's dead, so he can't really defend himself. Exactly. That's exactly what I was about to say. Jerry Krause cannot come back and give his side of how things happened. It is Jordan and Pippen just talking all kinds of shit on him. And that's the that's the story that we're hearing. So they have this. They have this induction. They have this big ceremony. They do it against the Warriors. So Steve Kerr, who is on that 95-96 team, can also be in attendance. Phil Jackson comes back to the United Center for this. Yeah. They, they get, I mean, some of the, God, seeing some of the players there, seeing Luke Longley. There with his beard and his long hair was awesome. Get Ronnie Harp. You exactly. Luke Longley. Right. You get all from New Mexico. You forgot from New Mexico. Oh yeah. From New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. So you get all I mean, you have all these, you have all these guys back. It was so great to see all these guys that played with all of them. Jordan and Pippen. What I, I'm I'm so pissed I forgot to ask Klaibs about this earlier this week. We had we pushed the lunch show to Wednesday this week because he lost his voice. By the time we did it, we just yeah, I wasn't sure what his voice was like. We kind of rushed through it. I, I'm I'm pissed that we didn't get a chance to talk about this because I know he was close and went to I mean was very close with the Bulls back during their run. I wanted to ask because Jordan Pippen just did not show. Jordan sent a video, whatever. Rodman was not able to make it due to weather which sucked because Rodman wanted to be there too he was he was all on board with it yeah and then they're announcing everybody Jerry Jerry Krause's wife widow is there and they announce his name and fans there booed no way fans booed and she starts bawling. They're sitting on the court. Stacy oh, King gets no. up and gives her a hug. I just, I mean, I mean, I get it. Okay, if you, if you think the Bulls could have squeezed out one or two more championships, if you think that could have happened, and you think he broke up the band too soon, 
Okay, be pissed about that. Right. It's been 25 years. Yeah. I am upset that at no point in my adult life have the Bulls made the finals. The Bulls have not. I think they've been to the Eastern Conference finals maybe once. I'm upset about that as a grown adult. You know what memories I do have, though? As a kid growing up in Chicago, I have amazing memories of the Bulls being dominant every single year. Absolutely. So that's my question for you, Joe. When you were a kid, was Jerry Krause portrayed in the media as this villain like he was on The Last Dance? I remember because I I mean, you got to think about it. So the last championship they won was what, 98, 97, 98. They won in 98. I would have been 13. That's right. I, I listened to some rate. I remember listening to WMAQ, 670 WMAQ, the sports huddle. And if we ever get back on the radio, we're going to call it the sports huddle. Oh, I like that's it. What we're, we're, that's what we're going to call our show, the sports huddle. Can we do that remotely? Can, I do, can we do it from the Collinsville studios? <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll see what we can work on. Um, but we're, we're, we're going to be on remote a whole lot if we want to get paid to do this. If, if I'm getting back into radio, the money that I'm going to have to make for that is, is going to have to be worth it for me to have to do a show five days a week again. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember vaguely just the how everything just kind of fell apart how everything just kind of went to hell i remember phil jackson leaving and i remember tim floyd taking over for him remember that tim floyd taking over for phil jackson and i remember he was close with jerry krause i remember that's why he was brought like he had he had a relationship with Jerry Krause. He was referred to by the media as Jerry's boy. I remember seeing stories about how they went fishing together, leading like the interviews and leading up to it, like they'd go on fishing trips together. That's that's what I remember from this. Yeah. But all of that being said they were just so dominant for so many years that God, I mean, remember the good times. I mean, and it's really, really in bad taste of, for the Bulls fans to, to boo that yes. poor, that poor man's uh, widow. Yes. Where we uh, I mean, that's, that's just, that's awful. That's just awful. But yeah, the for that and I, I mean that's and it's in a similar. I mean, God, here at St. Louis, I mean the folks that want to just blow the whole thing up after one bad year. I mean, this is a team that you know the the Cardinal organization they had one bad year, one bad year in the last twenty. Never before have we seen what we saw last year, and people want to just blow the whole thing up. It's just. I mean, it did it did go quite poorly for the Bulls after ninety seven, ninety eight, and ninety eight, ninety nine. I guess it looks like maybe a a work stoppage shortened season. Yeah, uh, thirteen and thirty seven. <laughs> I mean, that's what's you know what that's what's going to happen when you lose <laughs> when, you, when you lose as many people as they did. Seventeen and sixty five in ninety nine, two thousand fifteen, right. sixty seven in two thousand, two thousand one. Uh. 2010, 2011, they were 20, 62 and 20. 
which is happens to be the same record of the year that they won uh, in 97 98 and, and and i mean look at the patriots look at the patriots just having to get rid of bill belichick yeah again all good things come to an end at some point everything I mean, it's going to come to an end at some point so it's just it's just one of those things where I just don't get it. I don't get the, I, I just, I don't get the, that reaction to it, but oh well. No, it's terrible. It's yeah. just, it's just really, really just awful. We talked, uh, we talked about some of these coaching changes uh, last week. We, uh, we discussed some of these, uh, some of these moves, uh, but this week we're back to football, Andy, as we have uh, four games, two Saturday and two on Sunday um, in the uh, divisional round. Andy, we have uh, the games on Saturday afternoon, Texans and Ravens, and then we have Packers and 49ers, and then on Sunday, Buccaneers, Lions, Chiefs, Bills in that. Uh, Ravens had their bye week last week, the first overall seed, had their bye week last week. Week before that, they rested a lot of their starters, including Lamar Jackson. Texans have been fighting for their lives the last few weeks, having to win multiple game after game after game to make their way into the playoffs. Andy, they had to beat the Titans. They had to then beat the Colts. And then last week, blowing out the Browns in the first round of the NFL playoffs. I I mean, for as hot as the Ravens are, as good as the Ravens have been, man, I don't, there's something about them coming in hot and the Ravens coming in off a two-week rest that makes me think that this game's going to be a lot closer than uh, than uh, than what what uh, the the experts might think it's going to be. I think all of these games have the potential to be uh, pretty close. These are all really, really good matchups, Joe. <sighs> Is that all you're going to give me on this? No, I got more. Keep going. <laughs> I have said anybody that has asked me this week uh, my thoughts on the games. There's nothing that jumps out at me and as, as any of these four that I need to be locked in front of a TV and watching. I'm going to be. I mean, any one I can watch and be locked in on, I'm going to be for sure. Yep. But my, I am looking ahead to next week, and I want to see Ravens and Bills. I think that's the ideal matchup as well. Um, I think on the NFC side, I think the I, I think a, a great matchup would be the Niners and the Bucks. The, although I feel like at the same time, in the same breath, the Lions are also seem to be kind of a team of destiny, kind of similar to the '99 Rams. I don't know, God, I don't think I'd go that far. They're not, I mean, they're they're not. It's not the greatest show on turf by any stretch of the imagination, but it, there is just kind of a, a an ink a hint of a team of destiny. I just see them as it seems like for the first time they've put a a complete team together for the first time in 20 30 years it seems like they they've hit on many of their draft picks yep the rare win win in a trade between the Lions and Rams that we saw play out last week yes i i mean that that is i mean how often do we see just wins on both sides 
not it very is, often. I mean, for at, for the way this is going, hell, if the Lions can make it to the Super Bowl, that might be one of the most even trades of all time in any sport. I, I assume you're referring to the, the Stafford for golf trade. Yes. Yeah. Where the Rams instantly win a Super Bowl and the Lions become contenders in in their in you know in their division in their league. That would be just absolutely unheard of. Yeah, I can't so, I can't think of a scenario where that's ever happened before. Right. So where I sit here and I I I don't I, I don't know either like in the Bucks, you know I guess I haven't seen enough of the, I, I've seen a lot of the Lions this year. I have not seen a whole lot of the Bucks. The Bucks were in the worst division in all of football this year. I mean, it, there was a there was a thought that a team under 500 might have made the playoffs out of the NFC South. Yeah. And well, the Bucks just got hot at the right time. They've been hot for pretty much the whole second half of the year. If you actually look at see how they ended the year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, they ended the year one, two, three, four, five, five and six to end the year. Or five and one to end the year. Right. Five and one to end the year. So at one point they were four and seven. So they come through. Baker Mayfield playing really good football on the season. Okay. Yeah, that both those teams have their nice little stories. It's crazy. The crazy the awakening that Baker Mayfield had. He was easily going down the down the the Johnny Manziel road. I easily, Joe. I don't think the Browns gave him enough time. I think the Browns going out and getting Deshaun Watson. I mean, they they go and trade for a guy that's suspended without any real knowledge of when he was going to be allowed back. And then you look this year, I mean, they, Deshaun Watson gets hurt and they have to go to Joe Flacco. So Deshaun Watson had very little to do with their success this year. Right. He didn't do himself any favors, Joe. No. Uh, No, I'm talking about Baker Mayfield didn't. Right. So I just, I, I think that he kind of got a bad rap. And I think much like what you just said, I think maybe he was compared to Johnny Manziel. And I think when you look at what we know now about Johnny Manziel, I kind of think that, I think it's unfair. I think it's a little unfair to compare the two of them. So, I don't know, maybe he has a resurgence here. No, you can't compare them now. Right. No, that's not that's not a fair comparison at all. But, but before before the twenty twenty three season, you could have made that comparison. Oh, come on, I'm just I think that there is so much that we knew about Johnny Manziel and how much of a screw up he was. That I think to put that put Baker Mayfield in the same like in the same boat. I don't think Baker. I just I still don't think Baker Mayfield got a fair shot. <clears throat> with I mean even Baker Mayfield went and played decently with the Rams. 
Remember that when the when the Browns just cut him, when the Browns just said, eh, you know what? You're gone. We don't need you anymore. Yeah. He went that, and won a game with the Rams the very next week. Remember that? You got yeah. I not, don't remember his tenure with the Panthers. Was it the Panthers that cut him then, not the Browns? Uh I don't. I have zero memory of him being with the Panthers. What year was he with the Panthers? 2022. They did. They traded him to the Panthers and then he was cut. God, I have no memory of that at all. Cut after how many does they have with a one in five record? He they cut him. Okay. And then he went to the Rams. Yeah, I don't have any memory of that. That's crazy. None. But regardless, I mean that I I think I think that's your game of the weekend, though. I think that's your most even game of the weekend. I do not think Chiefs-Bills will be a close game. I don't think it will. I think the Bills are so hot right now, and Kansas City is so up and down. Yeah. That, yeah. I said this last year, that Kansas City was not the Kansas City of 2021. No. Uh, Kansas City is not the Kansas City of 2022 this year. Yeah, by any stretch of the imagination. Although they were Super Bowl champions last year, but you know, not convincingly though, in my eyes. Andy, are you familiar with you know ancient lore of virgins being sacrificed, thrown into volcanoes to appease gods? Sure. I have a feeling something similar is happening in Buffalo right now. We already know, we already know Bill's Mafia, they're insane. The fan base in Buffalo, they're crazy people. Right. We know this. Yes. Andy, apparently, Buffalo's getting a new stadium. Mm Mm-hmm. They are building a new stadium, which, by the way, does not have a roof. It is not not a retractable roof, not a dome stadium. It is an open-air stadium. What? Yes. Yeah. So we know that they're already crazy. Andy, apparently, back on December 10th, when the Bills were playing the Chiefs in the season, a Buffalo fan somehow fell into the pit that is the construction site for the Bills' new stadium. Okay. Where the the construction is awaiting right now. Mm -hmm. The, The Bills needed to win that game. They managed to pull through, and they won it by a field goal. So, Andy, there are people, and this started, I guess, through TikTok, that are now sacrificing themselves and throwing themselves into the pit before every Buffalo Bills game to help them to victory. Yes, there are pit sacrifices that are going on now in Buffalo just stop where people are throwing themselves into this pit in hopes that the bills will win games. That's really dumb. It's a really, really dumb thing to do. They're working. They're working. The bills fans are feeding the pit. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Andy, it sparked now a six game winning streak. Very reminiscent to the day uh, to um, parks and rec where Andy Dwyer falls into the pit. Yeah. 
If you're familiar, familiar with that show. Not familiar. That was Chris Pratt's character, and he falls into a pit that they were trying to make into a park. Gotcha. Yes. So, yeah, Andy, pit sacrifices are happening in Buffalo. If you're listening in Buffalo, stop it. You're going to get hurt real bad. Uh, that game on CBS, let's see if Jim Nance and Tony Romo bring up the pit sacrifices at all during the game. This, uh, this Oh, my week. God, Jim. Have you heard about these pit sacrifices? <laughs> <laughs> all right andy um why don't before we go to break tell us once again we have an interview coming up tell us all about it joe uh in the next segment we're talking to uh, hall of fame promoter roy engelbrecht about the irrelevant bowl and uh, his idea to pit the two worst teams in the bcs against each other in a december bowl game very nice we will hear that when we come back hey this is Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Burkhart, Alton Toyota. And hey, just want to let you know that uh, both stores right now have brand new inventory along with great rates as low as 3.49% over 72 months on some models and also over 250 used cars available out there at Munganast. You can find them at Louisacura.com, AltonToyota.com. This is Weekend Joe Driven by Munganast St. Louis Acura, Munganast Alton Toyota here on ClavesOnline.com. You're listening to Weekend Joe here on ClavesOnline.com, sponsored by Collinsville Auto Body. Collinsville Auto Body is at 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. And hey, they will work with most insurance providers to get you back on the road fast. If you're in a collision with a deer or anything else, uh, Collinsville Auto Body will help you out as I can speak to from past experience. Plus, I've known the family that's owned Collinsville Auto Body for at least the past 20 years now, maybe even longer. And I can tell you that it's good people doing great work at Collinsville Auto Body. 911. One North Bluff Road in Collinsville, another fine sponsor here of Weekend Joe. Can Graybar help my electrical and datacom jobs be more productive? Yep, our supply chain services are designed to do just that. Like job site services? Yep, we deliver the products you need where and when you need them, no matter your industry. What if I have technical questions? Yep, our specialists are top notch. Emergency support? Yep even after hours. They're a unicorn. When you need to keep your projects productive and profitable, rely on Graybar to help you get the job done right. No unicorns required. Yep, Graybar does that. Welcome back to Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass Burkhardt Alton Toyota right here on ClabesOnline.com. So last week on the show, we discussed the uh, irrelevant bowl which uh, made some headlines last week on the Bleacher Report and Sports Illustrated, and uh, which the uh, the uh, the two worst teams in the BCS would play each other for their first win of the season or second or third, but, you know, low-win teams. Joining us to talk more about the Irrelevant Bowl is the founder and Hall of Fame promoter. It's Roy Engelbrecht. Hey, Roy, how's it going? Thank you for having me, Andy. Good to good to have you on the show. Good to have me on the show. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. Roy, give give my listeners a little bit of of your background and kind of and what you've done in the past and what, kind of what brought you up to this point. Yeah. 
Well, Andy, I'm a, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I wasn't educated that way. It just is kind of innate in me. Um, I spent almost eight years with the LA Lakers, LA Kings, put together, founded the Laker Girls, just had a knack for doing things before anybody else does. Uh, thought buying a minor league team would be a neat thing to do. Back in 1985, people looked at me funny. This is when minor league baseball back then were really mom and pop operations. We had a chance to buy a, a long season A team, didn't have the money, went to Mark Harmon and said, Mark, trust me, minor league baseball is going to be huge eventually. He said, you've got my money. We bought a, a class A team and uh, made a lot of money, sold it about 15 years ago to the Brett brothers for about six and a half million. We bought the team for 260. Wow. Then I said, I had the radio rights to a number of college teams and after I left the Lakers and the Kings and was a syndicator. So I'd buy the rights and find a radio station and hire announcers. Well, when I announced it, I got all kind of guys who wanted to be announcers. They'd send me an audition tape and, you know, guy would be, I could tell he would be in his living room with the sound down watching a basketball game and he'd be doing play by play and the dog would be barking in the background and his little kid, the baby would be crying. And I said, there has to be a better way to find an audition tape because, Andy, you know, you can't get a, it's a chicken and the egg. You can't get a job without a tape. Right. You can't get a tape without a job. And we said, you know, there's a way to do this. Let's do a sportscaster camps of America. Let's do a camp. We'll bring in some of the top announcers and we'll tie it in with the NBA Summer Pro League and Major League Baseball so that they can actually sit at courtside and record a legitimate game that we put a TV studio together where they could do a, a, a legitimate sports cast with a teleprompter. We ran that for 21 years. Um, and we've had some graduates that have gone on. Roxy Bernstein, who's big on ESPN, sure. is, is there. Um, Chris Van Cleet went to CBS Network. Um, and there's a lot of ones doing it. What was interesting, Andy, is a lot of them came to camp thinking, this is easy. I can do as good as that guy he's watching on TV, and they can't, and they realize how tough the business is. It's not easy. It's, it's very difficult. I remember when I was first out of college, I was doing some high school hockey, and I was working with a, with a longtime photographer, and he was also a very good voice guy and a good play-by-play -play guy, and I started to try to do the hockey play-by-play. -play. I had never done any play-by-play -play before in my life. And I looked up at him and I said, <laughs> you. <Yeah. laughs> and I just sat there and gave a little color commentary and just kind of and talked my way through it. <laughs> but yeah, so I, so yeah, knowing about a, a camp or a school like that would be incredible. I assume that, you know, with the entrepreneurial spirit that these, it, the, it was almost treated like tuition. Your your students came, they paid, yeah. they learned, and then they went on to, to learn things and, and bigger and better things. Absolutely. And, and, and then we had and we've had it was so unique. There was nothing else like this. And we had everyone who's anyone speak at the camp from Mel Allen before he passed away. Ernie Harwell, Bob Costas, uh, uh, um, Keith Jackson, uh, Al Michaels, Chick Hearn from the St. Louis area. God, I can't remember um, who we had. Uh, uh, Skip Carey. And I mean, and then to top it off. One of our commencement speakers was the president of the United States, Ronald Reagan, who, as you wow. know, was a sportscaster. Sure. And a lot of people, you know, he's been credited being the great communicator. What is not mentioned, they think that because he was a movie actor, that that's what 
the reason he was a great communicator. No, he was a great communicator because he was a play-by-play sportscaster, and that's where he got his his chops. That's incredible. So have you ever promoted a bowl game before, before you came up with this idea? No, I, I worked um, with the Freedom Bowl the couple of years that it was held here, way, way back, a uh, long, long time ago. But I've done enough uh, shows, boxing shows, MMA shows, from Madison Square Garden to the Forum to the Home Depot Center, that, that I can do this. Not that I would mutter myself, should the NC2A give us a, um, a waiver, the, 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 the irrelevant bowl would be treated just like another bowl, where there'd be an executive director and an operations COO and a marketing guy and, and so forth. So um, we, we would have a crew and treat it just like a, a real time, a real bowl, because it would be. And so I see that really it's kind of the idea based on the Mr. Irrelevant tag given to the, the last pick in the annual NFL draft each year is kind of the spirit behind this thing. Yes, and, and Paul Salata, who founded the Irrelevant Week and the, and the last player, is a very good friend of mine. He has since passed, um, and, and I watched that. And, and I, when I was putting this together, I said, wait a minute. If the NFL, the 9,000-pound gorilla in sports, the number one, the NFL can celebrate and recognize the last player drafted, why can't the NC2A recognize the last two teams in the BCS? So um, that was the idea. Plus, you know what, Andy? I, I got sick and tired of watching outside of the five or six major bowl games. It's a waste of TV time to watch the other 35. When you have Texas State playing Rice, who cares? Um, you know, it, so I just said as an entrepreneur, you know, who is doing it? Can you do it better? And I believe the irrelevant bowl is better. And that's why we we launched it. Whether we'd ever have that inaugural game is up to the NC2A. And uh, Charlie Baker, the new president of the NC2A, today should have received by FedEx uh, a letter from me asking for uh, for the NC2A to consider a waiver for the relevant bowl in 2024. Said that I would be glad to come back to Indianapolis, where the headquarters are, and meet with whoever he wants to explain that. And it's really not tongue in cheek. This is what this is would be legitimate. And what's interesting of the thousands of people who have responded through podcasts and shows like yours and all those, I would say. I would say legitimately, 98 percent think it's a great idea. Uh, and, and, and because they realize the bowl games are a waste of time right now, except for the big ones. And that's where I'm at on it, too, Roy. When I first heard about it. So by the way, talking to Roy Ungerbrecht, he is the promoter of the Irrelevant Bowl, hoping to get a waiver from the NCAA here in 2024 for a bowl game uh, sometime in uh, December or maybe, maybe, Jan- maybe hopefully a January game, right, Roy? <laughs> 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 but um, that's that was my thing, too, why I would think it's such a great idea. It's, it's must-see TV. I mean, I saw that it would be uh, this year's game would have been between Vanderbilt and uh, – I think it was Akron. Akron, yeah, one and eleven Akron and two and ten Vanderbilt. You're right. Nobody gives, nobody cares about the other, you know, Pop Tarts bowl. Other than yeah. there's a gigantic Pop Tart running around the place that yeah. I guess is edible, and so yeah. that's there's all kinds of silly things going on. So if there's all this other silliness going on, you know, if you put together a serious, a serious event for teams that 
otherwise wouldn't be in there and making it must see TV to give them national exposure, to give them and mostly give them probably a ton of money to do it with the, with the television contract. It seems beneficial. However, I would think why, if you're, if you're that bad of a team, why would this team want to play in this bowl game? Yeah. And, and, and that, you know, we can't force anybody. It would be certainly a payout. It's not going to be a BCS payout, but it would be a payout. It would be national TV, most likely a live, a live streaming. And it'd be up to the, to the players to play in the irrelevant bowl. Because remember, you have two of the worst teams in America. But for one day, for one game, they might start out being irrelevant. But for one of them, they're going to be relevant because they're going to be the irrelevant bowl winner. So, so you'd, have to, you'd have to pitch that and pitch the city. You know what's funny, Andy? I've, I've had four cities contact me, one in the southeast, one in the Midwest, one in the uh, one on the West Coast, two in the mid two and one in the upper Midwest on that saying, well, I, you know, would you consider us here? And we haven't even got that far. We don't we haven't laid out what a host city requirements are. But it's interesting that we've <laughs> we've had four cities contact us, say, hey, don't forget us as a host city. That's actually the next question here on my little line of questions that, you know, so you've, you've had these cities reach out, but in your mind, are there cities where this would play well? Yeah. Well, I always thought taking the irrelevant concept further, are there irrelevant cities who would like to finally be recognized? And I use the case of point. We always know there's always Kansas city, Missouri. People don't realize there's a Kansas city, Kansas, you know, right. we think of Dallas and there is a Fort worth that joins. There's Minneapolis sure. and St. Paul. Now those are big entities that probably wouldn't do it, but is there a city who would like to not be the stepchild of another city that would love to be for one day in time to, to have the whole nation look at them and say, we are not irrelevant anymore because we're hosting the irrelevant bowl. What do you um, think? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. So, so that would be it. We, we don't, we don't need a big stadium. We don't need 50,000 seats. This right. is, this is, this is a 10,000 seat, nice little compact stadium for two teams that a lot of fans aren't going to travel. It's the community getting behind this. And this is their moment in time. This is their 15 minutes of fame for the city where the whole community comes out and supports the relevant bowl. And again, you keep rolling right into my questions that I had them written out like, like you've done this before <laughs> a few times. Uh, so what would the bowl bring to the universities and the cities involved? You know, what, what do you envision there? Well, you know, I, I've done it, but there's a payout. There's going to be a six-figure payout to the uh, to the teams, and 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 that chance to win a game and have a have a, a bowl game trophy on that, and the city gets to keep the revenue, and they get to keep the 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 the, the food and beverage and the economic impact that the irrelevant bowl would have, realizing that if it was Vanderbilt and Akron. It, there's not going to be a lot of people from each of those schools coming to the game. They might come the boosters and so forth, but it's more of the community. We want to do this and put our community on the map. They can take it out of their visitors and convention bureau budget. They can take it out of the city's marketing budget. And in fact, bring a bowl game to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. 
you know, sure. or bring a bowl game to Tubelo, Mississippi, or bring a bowl game to uh, Arkadelphia, Arkansas, uh, or, you know, it, it, that's it, or, or bring a bowl game to Needles, California. I'm just throwing out. We know I mean, there are people that'll look at that. We need a bowl game here in St. Louis. We keep trying to keep people, people keep talking about it. I think the uh, DeWitts were thinking about trying to put together a bowl game at some point. They had a couple of uh, college football games at Bush Stadium with mm-hmm. schools like SIU Carbondale and Southeast Missouri State University yeah. and other local division one, two A football teams. So, you know, St. Louis would be a fantastic option for the bowl yeah. as well. Um, and there are several, uh, smaller stadiums that would actually there's some really big high school stadiums that yeah. would uh that would fit well with your with your ten thousand seat model sure I mean, I, I, it's just finding that city that has the passion for being relevant absolutely roy that wraps up our time today i certainly appreciate your time and uh telling every telling our listeners here about the irrelevant bowl very good andy appreciate it thank you Thank you so much. That's Roy Engelbrecht. He is the promoter of the Irrelevant Bowl, hoping for a spot on the bowl schedule coming up in December of 2024. Back more with Weekend Joe, driven by Munganess, Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, after this, right here on ClabesOnline.com. There's not a lot of wiggle room in my budget. Thankfully, with Ameren's budget billing rollover plan, my energy bill is more predictable. And knowing what to expect each month gives me the power to be me. Enroll in our mobile app or learn more at Ameren.com slash options. Back here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Burkhart Alton Toyota. Hey, Klaibs, uh just drove down to Jupiter, Florida in that 2024 Highlander courtesy of Munganaz Burkhart, Alton Toyota. Andy, I'm going to be driving, uh, flying down there in March to go get that car. I'm going to drive it home for him like you've done the past two or three years? Three years now, I think. Uh, no, two uh, two years. Two years now. now are I you uh, going to do like, any actual media work when you go down to get the vehicle? I So I believe the plan that Claves and I are putting in place as of right now, I am going to be flying down there in February, and we're going to be doing content. And then Ooh. I will once again be flying down in March to go get the car. Gotcha. Yeah, so racking up those uh, miles, getting those points on Southwest. Yeah, so are you going to be – so you get back from the Super Bowl on the 11th? I'm not sure. Fly down to Jupiter on – Thursday? We we have we have discussed a few dates. I'm not sure what date I am flying down. I will go down there before game start, which I believe is on the 24th. Okay. So, so you'll be home a while. Yeah, so I'll go down there. So I might be back a week. All right. You'd be gone again for like two days. I, I think I was looking at it like fly down there Tuesday morning, fly back Thursday night. Ah, okay. Yeah, it, it was not going to be a very yeah. We were not going to go too crazy on uh, on this one. Are you going to go and find any nice sized foods? I will go uh, try to go to Juno Beach. Well, I mean, first of all, I mean, my first priority, Andy, is always to try to see where I could get Clabes to take me out to dinner every night. Ah, of course. That is that is priority number one. Okay. Uh, then does priority he, number two. Go for it. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll get at least one out of him. Okay. Yeah, I'll get I'll get at least one out of him. Yeah. 
wherever we went last time, I had to go buy a shirt. I, I was I was not properly uh, uh, packed. I had to go get a nice shirt to wear. Like today. a dress shirt, like a button down long sleeve dress shirt. I, I think I went with a nice polo. I mean, we are oh. in Florida. Yeah. Do you do you made I it look like I was coming off the links? I don't know if I've ever seen you wear a polo before. Really? Maybe I have. You definitely have. I don't know. Yeah, I've worn. I wear polos. So, uh, but yeah, oh, we'll uh, we'll see. And many. what was that? I have many of them. Yeah, I, I think I exclusively see you in polos. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That are your nice your the your wedding DJ shirts. Yeah, those are all, those are good. And <laughs> I wear a lot of quarter zips. Oh yeah. Hi, I'm a white guy from the Metro East. Look at I me. go. I'm just. I mean. I. I mean. Andy. Ninety percent of the time, I think you see me. I'm wearing a hoodie. Uh, yeah, it's true. And 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 workout pants. And I'm always. I always have on jeans. Always. Basketball shorts, workout pants. Right now, Andy, I'm I'm going basketball shorts with I have the leggings underneath them. Can I tell you a funny story about my yeah. family? I didn't know this until after she passed away, but my grandmother would not let my grandfather wear blue jeans. Why? Because he was because that was just that was beneath him. Okay. And like she would say things, and I, I never ever caught it. My mom said, You never heard her say like when like when my dad would come over in jeans or go somewhere in jeans, she goes, I can't believe my son wears blue jeans. What kind of line of work was your grandpa in that your that your grandma had those thoughts? He ran the planning mill. Okay. Yeah. He worked he worked where I work. Interesting. <laughs> Very strange, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who passed away first, your grandma or grandpa? He's still alive. Does he wear blue jeans now? He does. God, he just does that to spite her, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> I think my mom and dad. I think my mom and dad took him out to buy some blue jeans. Like, within a couple of weeks of her passing, she oh he had God. he had blue jeans on. That's hilarious. I love that story so much. Yeah. God. He wears, them, he wears them all the time now. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. He earned. He earned those blue jeans. There's nothing wrong with wearing blue jeans. So. They were married in 1951, and she died in 2018. So how many years is that? God, Andy, that is 67 years. Yeah, where he didn't wear blue jeans. Man, and now he's just been rocking them the last five plus years. Yeah. And like he was, and he wasn't wearing like basketball pants either, Joe, or workout pants. He always had like a, like a pair of khakis or something on, along those lines on. Yeah, like something just you know casual, but not jeans. My my friend Carl, I think, uh, who who does listen to this show uh, from time to time, I think he is he has described it best. He has said on multiple occasions that I look like I am just ready for a basketball game to break out at any moment, and I'm ready to play. I would say any is, sporting, I would say any sporting event, Joe. Yeah, that is, that is how he has described my uh, my look. So you're also ready to play some pickleball at any time, huh? I just finished playing. Just finished playing an hour ago. Are you sucked in? Are you are you bitten? I am. Oh God, yeah. I'm I'm ready to play one, maybe two times a week. Do you have a handicap yet? I have no idea. Yeah. I would. My my uh my forehand was looking really good this week. The tonight. Have you joined any clubs outside of the Y? No. Okay. I keep looking. I, I keep checking out this chicken and pickle place though, waiting for an opening to come up there. I think I told you my brother's been over there. 
I keep taking a look at this place. Man, this place is that's I need to head over. God, if I what I need to do is get Klaibs involved in pickleball. Yeah. And then once I get that, then I'm like, hey, let's go, let's go over there and maybe try to get them on as a sponsor. My brother has a pickleball ball over his over his over the ball on his trailer hitch on his pickup truck. Yeah. He's he 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 loves it a lot. I don't know. I don't think I need to go that far with it. I don't know. You might. It's quite the little cult, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yep. Andy, uh, hey, let's end the show today. Let's uh, knock out some crack slippers. Joe, some stories just aren't hit. So, oh, wow. Look, listen to me. In three, two, and. Joe, some stories just aren't meant to hit the mainstream news. We picked those stories up here on Weekend Joe. These are the crack slippers with Joe Roderick on the theallnewclaimsonline.com. Can we call it all new anymore? I'm going with it. How okay. long has the site been new? I don't know. I mean, it's, you know how long it's been uh, been new for as long as Cam McCormick has been in college. Andy, okay, meet Cam McCormick. He's a tight end for the University of Miami. That's down in Florida. It is. Andy, he has made his decision on whether or not he is going to enter the 2024 NFL draft. Is this the guy who's like 27? Yep, Andy, he's going to return to school. He's going to return to college for his ninth year. Yeah. Nine years. He spent the first seven years at Oregon, and now he's in Miami. So this happened because of 2020 and 2021 didn't count at all, right? And various injuries throughout his uh, career as well. And so when you're injured, you're also you, – you Depends you on, yeah, how many games and stuff that you end up playing yes you gain you can gain some eligibility back yeah nine years in college i believe that was the premise of van wilder i think so too and and uh back to school with rodney dangerfield yeah prior to enrolling at oregon he was a three-star prospect number 470 overall recruit in the 2016 recruiting class andy a recruiting class that um included joey bosa and Jalen Hurts. So will he be going to the NFL? I, I can't. I mean, I honestly can't imagine, right? What position does he play? Tight end. Yeah, he's not going to the NFL. Right. There are there are guys out there that would just run circles around him. Right. Come on, can you catch me? Come on, catch me. Come on, right. I dare you. Come on, that, come on, do it. I dare you. Come on, catch yeah. me. Come on, come on. <laughs> God. How old is he? Is he 27? I mean, nine years. Yeah, he's got to be around there, right? Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. Not the only college athlete that we have in crack slippers today. Ooh. Andy, we go to the state of Pennsylvania. Ah. Penn State University, Greater Allegheny. They're ranked number one right now in whatever the hell conference that they're in or division or whatever it is. But Andy, they won this weekend or this past week over Penn State University Du Bois, D-U-B-O-I-S, 107 to 85. In the game, Andy, a gentleman by the name of Chris Killing scored 17 points and six assists. During that game, one of those 17 points was his 1,000th of his career. He's a junior right now at the school. 
Okay. Andy Chris Killings is the son of Ron Killings. Ron Killings, known to many of our listeners as WWE superstar, R-Truth. Wow. Andy, right now, right now in storylines for WWE, R-Truth, who has always been a funny character, a little on the crazy side, maybe not fully understanding everything going on around him. Andy, R-Truth believes he is in a group called the Judgment Day. With Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley, and Dominic Mysterio. Andy, to the point where our truth is made shirts, counterfeit shirts that he sells and WWE.com sells out of. Andy, this has been one of the best things going in WWE these days. <laughs> the, the head coach of Penn State University, Greater Allegheny, tweeted out Chris Killing's accomplishments. And says in the tweet, he was able to celebrate this great accomplishment with his dad in attendance, Ron Killing of WWE's Judgment Day. <laughs> so what I would love to know is if Darren Friedman, the coach of Penn State University, Greater Allegheny, is a fan of, you know, one of his players' dads, like kind of knows what's going on and did this as a joke. Yep. Or if either the WWE or Ron Killings our truth kind of said, Hey, when you tweet this out, can you add this in here? It'll be funny. <laughs> I would love to know what happened there. Andy, for example, let me just look here. That tweet alone, that tweet alone has been seen. The impressions on that have been seen 600,000 times. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. That tweet alone has been seen 1.1 million times. Oh, my God. Andy, his tweet before, Darren Friedman, the very day before, he tweeted out about his team being number one in the nation mm -hmm. and the USCAA Division II men's basketball. Andy, the impressions on that tweet are 3,800. Nine favorites, zero retweets. On the other ones, Joe. What? So there's quite a few more impressions on the other tweet, Joe. Andy, nine favorites, zero retweets. Okay. This one has 880 retweets, 7,000 likes. <laughs> Amazing. If you're in the likes business, that's a, that's a good number. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Andy, that's going to wrap up our program for the week. We will be back in the console studios, I believe, next week, uh, doing the show from there. Uh, looking forward uh, very much to uh, to that one. Me also, too. I need, to, I need to get with Marisek. We need to do uh, we need to do some wrestling talk coming up here soon. We got the Royal Rumble coming up next weekend, so I need to get with John on that. Yeah. So that'll be a uh, top priority of mine over we, the next week. We need week to get well. John on a plane and get him over here to the Collinsville Studios. That's yeah. Oof. That might be rough. I don't know if he's got the time for that. He's barely got time to sit down in front of his own computer for 30 minutes and talk with me. I don't <laughs> think he's got time to drive an hour there, an hour back, and record. Well, no, that's, why, that's why I said put him on a plane. Right. So I don't know if he's got that kind of time. Fly him, fly him from, uh, from, uh, from Spirit out to uh, Bethalto. Right. To uh, cut some time off that commute. 
Oh, Andy, another uh, another yeah, decent show. We'll 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 call it that. We'll uh, say it's decent. But though I have not listened to your Roy Engelbrecht interview, I imagine that pushes it well over the top. Oh, absolutely, so. it does. By the way, Andy, we have a new assignment for you. As I as I'm logging off here, uh, Richard Simmons has been yep. in the news, and Richard Simmons tweeted out um, his website earlier today that he books his own interviews. I, I you sent me this. You sent me the screen clip. Yeah. I think we need to work on you getting uh, Roy Simmons or Roy, not Roy Simmons. Um, Jesus, um, Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons, yes, Richard Simmons, on the uh, on the show. Richard Simmons not too happy right now. Apparently, a biopic is uh, coming out about him. Pauly Shore is playing him. Yeah, and Richard Simmons does not endorse Pauly Shore playing him. Well, you might hear all about it next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Just drop Claves' name. I'm sure he and Richard go way back. Oh, yeah. Who's the other guy, too? Uh, Nick. I, I, yeah, I'm just going to say, I think if you just drop Claves' name, maybe we get maybe we get that. All right. Joking, kind of, who knows? I haven't asked Claves about it yet. I'm sure if I did, he'd have a story. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. He is Andy Hanselman. I'm Joe Roderick. This has been Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. Munganass Burkhardt Alton Toyota here on ClavesOnline.com. Munganass St. Louis Acura would like to upgrade your current BEV experience. The new ZDX offers the performance that you expect from Acura, but upgrades your ownership experience with our award-winning team. Whether you're looking for a more convenient charging solution or an upgrade to a new vehicle, come in today and make a reservation for the all-electric ZDX coming soon. Munganass St. Louis Acura, better than ever for you.